you're listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for night shifters. Hey, hey, night shifters. Welcome back to another episode of Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for night shifters. We are here this week welcoming back Miss Kenyatta, the advocate. Those of you that joined us last season may remember her as letting us know about the theory of the perfect victim. Kenyatta is an advocate for domestic violence survivors and victims, as well as human and sex trafficking victims and survivors. So today we will be discussing the true definition of what it means to be sex trafficked or human trafficked. Yeah, deep conversation, but you know how we do here at the Coaching After Dark team. We love to educate you a little bit, but at the same time, add in a little lighthearted fun, because after all, we are here to relieve some of the stress that you're going through through the day. At the same time, it's infotainment because we want you to learn a little something. So before we jump into the heavy conversation with Miss Kenyatta, let's talk a little bit about country music. Does everybody remember Taylor Swift started as a country star? Oh, yes, she did. And everyone had a fit when she switched over to pop, saying that she couldn't switch genres. Well, she did so very successfully, as we all know. And then uh, Beyonce did a country song on her album, Lemonade, called, what was it, Daddy Lessons? And even performed at the Country Music Awards. And yes, of course, there was a few lashes from that one as well. But recently, I was at a K. Michelle concert, and she announced that her last album will be her very last R&B release. Because she is now switching over to the country genre. Genre. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, that'll be quite interesting. So I thought today, in honor of K. Michelle's decision to go country, we would play Y'all Life, if you haven't heard it yet. It is uh, featuring Sierra, and it is a great little country song that kind of still makes you tap your toes and swish your hips and all that little good stuff. So the CAD team's going a little different today, and our song of the day is Y'all Life with Sierra. We'll be right back, you guys, right after y'all life. Hey, hey, Night Shifters, you're listening to the edited radio version of Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for Night Shifters. For the full version, head on over to Spotify or Anchor and hear the uncut, unedited replay.
Welcome to another episode of the CAD Podcast, the morning show for night shifters. We have a educational, hopefully not too solemn, episode for you this week. But you know the wonderful advocate, Miss Kenyatta, is back. We all enjoyed her last time when she talked to us about uh, domestic violence and taught us about the perfect victim syndrome. I'm still using that philosophy to this day, trying to remind myself that all victims are not the cute little blonde hair, blue eyed Barbie girls. <laughs> right. We can all be a victim in some kind of way. Uh, in addition to that, of course, we have the marital truth with Reese, the word of the day with Mr. CA, if he can never get in here, and the collective reading with Auntie Isha. But before we get into all of that, hey, y'all, as Isha would say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! <laughs> so, how was y'all's weekend? Oh, I had a really good weekend. As you know, Kim, I got an opportunity this year to attend the Spirit Fest mm-hmm. that comes to our area in Jacksonville every year. Oh, nice. Yes, it was. Um, the atmosphere wasn't as active, electric as I expected it to be. Uh, but there were some good spots, you know, individually with some vendors, but it wasn't as electrifying as I would have expected with so many spiritual people being in a room together. It was a lot better last year, I have to admit. Um, this year, it seemed it did seem like a dud. Uh, hmm. And th- there weren't very many melanated vendors like there were last year. So, CA, welcome. You made it. Man, look, goddamn technology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to get Like, what a nigga gotta do? I'm like, man, I'm just trying to, like, push buttons and shit. I I gotta break out a manual. Uh, see, we can't have our uh, tech guru not being able to operate the technology. I, I am not the guru. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> Nobody had to tell us. It's like right there, the three of us. I'm like, I'm, I'm clicking the button like I always do, but it, it keep going to my account. Then I log off, log back in. It goes straight back to my account. I'm like, man, what the hell? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> CA literally sounds like he was about to throw that shit. Like he was about to throw something. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I was like, reading this fundamental, I'm like, check one. Okay, step two. I'm like, is it me? <laughs> so, so what was the problem? Did you figure it out or you just got in? Nah, I, well, I'm on I'm on my laptop. So it went straight to it on my laptop. But on my phone, it keeps going straight to my, my login for uh, Anchor. Okay. Okay. Got it. Well, now I hope our guests won't have trouble logging in today. Hope but, not. Hope not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so we were talking about Spirit Fest that went down yesterday. Okay. Uh, when you and I were chatting, I was headed to Spirit Fest. Um, but I am curious to know because when I left uh, Isha, she was waiting in line for her turn for her past life reading. So uh-huh. I Tried to call her last night, but she she sent me straight to voicemail. <laughs> mm. My phone was dead. Uh huh. Them spirits. <laughs> I wanted to know what this what your reading was, and um, how did you did you feel anything from her? And um, my reading was amazing. Um, as a reader myself, sometimes it's hard to find another reader, um, who really is mm-hmm. on that. And she mm-hmm. is, she is there and then some. 
I did not get the past life reading because it was so close to the end because a past life reading could take like 45 minutes to an hour, which I think the universe worked that out because I've done past life meditations. I've seen so many past lives. Like I really don't need to see no more. Okay. Loved it. So of course the podcast was all in there and um, it said really good things and that all of this is going to be very lucrative in the end. Holla. All of my endeavors. That's yes. why That's why Al keeps saying, I'm going to get it on the back end. He know when he back there, he was like, yeah, I was just meditating when I got your call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, how much do we owe you? I'll get it on the back end. I'm don't like, worry, I got it. <laughs> and you know, people don't just let you slide on no Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, because he's been letting us slide a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Thank you, Al. Right, <laughs> we'll get you on the back end to the top. <laughs> yes, wow, that's 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 amazing. So, all right, enough, enough. Uh, talk. calm, calm, fuck down. <laughs> Reese, how was your weekend? I was the first CA because I haven't had a weekend, you know. I, was <laughs> I came back Friday and then I worked on Saturday, so let's just chalk it up to next weekend. I know that's right. Oh, okay. I've had those weekends. Mm, mm, mm. Said, mm, mm, mm. I know what you did this weekend. Uh, it was chill, man. Um, I um, uh, I guess I was getting getting grandpa time in yesterday, but and cleaning or whatever. But today I got on the bike, you know, before the rain came, got a cigar in. Uh, so it was nice riding weather. A lot of cats coming back from uh, Daytona on the road and stuff. So it's a good day. Had some sushi, had some sake. All is well. All right, all is well. All Wait is a minute, CA, you a gramp daddy? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gramp daddy. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can see all the gray hairs in the beard. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of them. I mean, I thought you saw it. I thought that was just from wisdom. You, oh. The age, yeah, you you don't look old enough to be a granddaddy. Yeah, that's what I said for the first one. I was like, dude, what, what you doing? <laughs> for the first one. For the first one. Yeah. Uh, Isha, you know those five kids we talk about? Those are the grandkids. <laughs> oh! I thought those yeah. were the little ones. Nah, nah, come on now. Do I look like a person that has five kids? Crazy. I'm not with you. I don't have that kind of patience. (laughs) Two max. Two max. That's it. CA, I was very surprised. Pleasantly surprised. But when she said CA got five kids, I'm like, what CA? She said, what's <laughs> Gotta be talking about somebody else. Got to be. <laughs> Man, you heard right. The CAD podcast is lit. That's right. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on the Lit Channel, only on the Lit TV Network. <laughs> Man, oh, oh. Man. Well, my uh, oh, see, what I was saying, I know what you did this weekend because I know um, two things are very important. Well, one is boring, and the other one is going to send Reese, as I like to say, to the orbit. Um, you did your taxes. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got them done. Got them done. And and I, and I saw Jilly from Philly. Yeah. Hey. Jilly from Philly. But more importantly, that's going to send Reese to the orbit is that you uh made the final steps on getting. Uh, chapter two published or book two published. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that, that just, that yeah, that's slid on by. When yeah. yesterday I was just telling somebody, you didn't get that book. And <laughs> they were like, "Well, let me see yours." I was like, "No." So <laughs> she said, "I did get it online." I said, "Okay." I said, "You better just get the second one early." Yeah, because that book yeah. cover fire. That book cover is so nice. Yeah, Ooh, I'm sorry. I was able to reach back out to the people in Tennessee that printed they did like uh, I think I did like 80 hard copies of the ebook just to have it uh when I went somewhere so I said man 
me. I don't want to be negative, but the other cat was real slow with the movement. So I was like, I hate bothering people. So I'm just gonna go back to uh to the old old spot. Hey man, this is what I'm trying to do. Um, I want to add some art in it. This is what I'm trying to do for a cover. Can we make that happen? And they hit me back Saturday, like, I think we're good to go. I'm gonna send you a rough draft in the mail. You look at it and we can finesse it from there. I'm like, say less. Yeah. So well, I'm excited to see that. Excited to no see problem. that. Um, so Isha, are we ready to start this episode and give us the collective reading? We are ready to give the collective reading. Okay, well, here we go. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and now it is time for Isha's collective reading. Hey y'all, Isha here to do the collective reading for the week of March the 12th through the 18th. Um, shout out to my mama, her birthday is the 17th. Boop boop. <laughs> but um, so this week, I really don't like giving gloomy readings but sometimes you have to and I actually pulled the cards like two or three times to make sure and they kept popping up so um, this week expect by the middle of the week you are going to get some unexpected bad news mm-hmm. uh, yeah some unexpected bad news um, there's going to be some possibly some secrets revealed things going on behind your back that you didn't necessarily know, but you need to know. It's all going to work you um, because everything that's done in the dark has to come to light eventually. Mm-hmm. Now, um, at the end of this, you are going to get a lot of rewards. Um, you're going to get your just due. So just hold on. We all have those moments. All is well and the divine is always with you. Love y'all. All right. And if you would like your own personal reading, check out Auntie Isha on TikTok at Auntie Isha. That's A-I-S-H-A. Auntie Isha on TikTok. That's right. A-C-A. What is our word of the day? Fuck. Oh, that's the word. Oh, that's easy. I don't even have to write that down. (laughs) Okay. That is the word of the day. Because, you know, it has so many. You, fuck this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. You look good as fuck. You trying to fuck? You fuck me? Man, this is fucking bullshit. You know. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> that word is so versatile. I expect so everyone to use that word today. Yes. <laughs> is there is there an actual... <laughs> I, I heard the examples, but is there a definition? <laughs> is it in the... It's whatever you want it to be, because it's, okay. it's, it's a it's a multi-purpose uh, word. Okay, a multi-purpose word, adjective, then go in mm-hmm. where you want it, it to can go. Be a, yeah, it can be a verb. It can be a noun. You know. Okay. I went to go check out that Philly John Jill. Man, she showed out. She, she showed out. <laughs> that girl can fucking sing. Oh my word! She sounded. Does that sound right? That's I'm not using the proper terminology right there, but uh, she sounded amazing. Like you know, when you hear something like on a CD or radio, you're like, "Oh, she sounds good," but in person, yeah, I'm mm. like, "Damn, Jill." Chris, she, can sing, sing. Yeah. Yeah, she can sing, sing. Yeah, she can she can sing, 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 sing. Mm-hmm. You had Kooky and Ray Ray in there talking about, "I love you, Jill." Oh. Like, <laughs> You was you gangster as shit like three minutes ago outside. It's, right. They uh, they they standing up singing Jill. <laughs> and what I really appreciated was it was a true concert. It was Jill, a mic, and a band. And a yes. band. And, nice. and she sang because you know it was the um it was the Who Is Jill Scott um concert which basically means that whole album who was Jill Scott she literally sang it from track one to track eighteen yeah yes. mm. <laughs> and sang the whole song there were no shortcuts nothing not just really enjoyed 
sing the whole song instead of a bunch of snippets. You know, you go to yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit you with two minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she took her time and she sang each and every song on that album, and mm-hmm. that's my favorite album of all time, anyway, because it's like it, it, that one is a classic. That's classic. Here from start to finish and not skip any tracks. Yo, I had to I had to listen to it on the on the way to work that Wednesday morning. I was still in the vibe. Because <laughs> when she when she did that, he loves me. I was like, ooh, this motherfucker singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's singing to me. Oh, that's right. I got things to do. I was like, man. And mm. then when she broke it down in acapella, I was like, oh. man, this motherfucker the truth. Yeah, she's the real truth. Yeah. So all all signs point to Jill Philly. Yeah. We're going to have to come up there one day just to stand in the air that she breathes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a yeah, question you know for you. What's up? Have you heard her version of the national anthem? Oh, yeah. She sang it that night. Oh, she Woo! did. Mm-hmm. She did. Oh, that thing gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Imagine hearing it live. Mm. Woo! <laughs> band was on point. I was like, boy. your pictures wishing i could feel you i just want to be your love thinking of all of the years we spent together wonder if they mean as much as they did to me and made you better tell me you are bound to me forever by blood spirit faith and word you to me and me to you seal it with the kiss on the babe for the bow breaks only get a couple true loves gotta get the getting while the getting good in our age get somebody who will let you love them too much Full of pretty purple nightshade Only blossoms in a black dawn I've been picking petals Got eleven saying yes you really love me Eleven saying yes you really love me a lot Vines My free and wild arm Untamed and unruly Cause you have not tended to me for too long Six sleeps past Since we last talked I start to cry when I think without me You might be better off you seem better off Okay, so I did hear from our guest. Today's guest is Miss Kenyatta, the advocate. And again, she is the one that coached and taught us about uh, domestic violence and the perpetrator. And today she was scheduled to speak with us regarding uh, human and sex trafficking. But unfortunately, she is also having trouble logging in. She's here. She's Hello. Hello. glad um i was able to get connected i apologize for um the delay and thank you for having me of course and no worries for some reason it's been that kind of day for everyone everyone had a, a heck of a time getting logged in and um Reese, i'm not Reese. ca's word of the day and i doubt if you'll use it just <laughs> fuck we had a fuck of a time logging oh in no i i i use it daily <laughs> just the f word it it doesn't even have to be in that context it's just it's one of my faves <laughs> it covers so much man yeah. oh, oh man it's, it's like the swiss army knife of cuss words but the swiss <laughs> army knife it, words. It, <laughs> <laughs> omg okay <laughs> 
Well, but before we really start cutting up, let's talk a little serious talk. <laughs> and then we can start cutting up again. Okay. Yana, I invited you back because um, we were trying to do a little education regarding human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, human trafficking month. But we ended up issues and had to put But now to educate us a little bit on the parameters of human trafficking and maybe try to change our perception of what we think it is versus what it really is. Yeah. So like you did with the perfect victim and you opened our eyes to that, uh, getting with human trafficking, and we can jump, um, either one of y'all can jump in. When you think human trafficking, it is the research or CA? Well, I mean, it covers so much stuff because uh, yeah. immigrant workers, sex workers, uh, if you want to call it indentured servitude or, or slavery, oh. it's, it's, so, it's so much that goes on with it even today and it's a billion dollar business. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know how you stop it, you know, because uh, it's always a loophole. And it's just like drugs, you know, when you flood the market with drugs, yeah, you might stop two or three shipments here and there, but the other 90% is still getting in. Yeah. I just often go to, um, for people to get caught up in that situation, it has to be pretty bad where you are to want to endure that to live somewhere else or to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for me it was I over years hearing it, you know, so much more now, um, so much more awareness about it. I didn't know how many young ladies end up mm-hmm. because of their, their so-called boyfriends. Yeah. So they trusted, they thought, you know, was somebody that will protect them was actually a scout for human trafficking. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it encompassed all of that. Um and I heard um, CA say it's a million dollar industry. It's actually a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, I said billion. I said B. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, no, no, I thought no. you said a million. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is sex trafficking, it's labor um, trafficking. And I think what's so interesting about it is that. Um, as we learn more about it and as we um, develop terms from it, you can just really see how prominent it is. And that is not, um, it's just not that narrow scope of understanding that we initially had. So when I first learned of sex trafficking, I thought of the movie Taken. And I don't know if you all have seen that movie. Yeah, where you know it's um some creepy guys in a van and they throw like young girls in there and they are sold overseas. I saw it um initially before I came an advocate or really a professional in this field that that's what that was, and then just learning how um broad that umbrella is and and how things that we may have thought was. Um, domestic violence or just other situations really is trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so can, may I share the definition of human trafficking? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it's, it's the unlawful act of transporting or coercing people in order to benefit from the work or service, typically in the form of forced labor or um, labor or sexual exploitation. And so, um, like I said, I've learned that when it comes to human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, we really have to really shape our definition of things and what is true consent. And so when you think of trafficking, you want to think of like three elements. You have the victim, the trafficker, who is that middle person, and then the buyer who is um, receiving the services. So it's that middle person in between the two that creates that trafficking piece. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 
Yeah. So when you think of um, prostitution, um, if that person has a what we call a pimp or um, uh, that middle person in there and they are providing protection or they are um, securing the, the appointments and all that type of stuff, that's trafficking. And that person is the trafficker. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Kim, is your question that um, if I am soliciting sex for money and I'm doing it on my own without someone to hold my money, that's not trafficking, right? No, that's not. Okay. So the 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 key part in that is that middle person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that it's a it's an element in there that's benefiting from the exploitation. Wow. Yeah. So if you're doing it on, if you're doing it on your own, no, that's not necessarily considered trafficking. But if there is, um, even if it's not a pimp and you're part of some type of organization, um, escort service. Oh. When terms get a little fancier, we don't kind of see it the same. But let's say if you are part of an escort service and there is someone who is in management or or whatever um, the case may be that serves that purpose is creating that linkage, then yes, that's sex trafficking. Hey, hey, Night Shifters, you're listening to the edited radio version of Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for Night Shifters. For the full version, head on over to Spotify or Anchor and hear the uncut, unedited replay. That middle person is key when it comes to trafficking. Okay. Okay, okay. So, um... I want to get with what um, I think, Reese. I think you and I were the ones that had the same point of view, or it could have been me and you, Kenyatta, where like when it came to trafficking, my only vision in my mind was like that in the movie Taken. And then um, since talking to you and expanding on that, it like blows my mind at how far and how deep this actually goes. Now, you had a training session with the, um, I think you said some FBI or CAI or CIA or whoever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, gosh, I'm sorry. The name of um, this department escaped me, but it includes law enforcement. Um, there's an advocate involved in the training as well, and they just go um, to different de- police departments. They travel really internationally, educating law enforcement advocates, r- healthcare professionals, really anybody that could come in contact with a um, victim of human trafficking. Mm. And so the things that I learned there was just truly um, astonishing. I was um, really blown away with how layered it it can be and just understanding how, for me, uh, many things that we have accepted culturally and um, socially really is trafficking. Um, An example of that, and y'all break this was very disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of their slides, they use Snoop Dogg as mm-hmm. an example of trafficking. Wait. And so, yes. Yep. Yes. And so at first, my Malcolm X, honey, had came out and I was looking around the room ready to, you know, set some things <laughs> straight because <laughs> why y'all mentioning Snoop Dogg? But he has really built... Um, a large part of his career, and especially with associates, um, Don Juan, Bishop Don Juan, yeah, was about that pimp culture. That pimp, and is this a family friendly show? No, no, this is after no. dark. Oh, yeah, we have the dog. My bad. Okay, so that whole pimp and hose culture, yep. um, aka sex trafficking. Um, and so it was just really, um, uh, mind-blowing and also disheartening to see how just uh socially culturally we um we have made that an an acceptable exchange Mm 
and not really understanding what it is, not understanding the victimization when it comes to the women who are being exploited for sex. And really, um, we really have to challenge our understanding of consent, challenge our understanding of, um, of how we view and understand victims. And when I say consent, you know, one of the pushbacks that we hear when it comes to seeing victims, um, seeing like prostitutes, um, seeing escorts and things of this nature as victims, is the idea that they've consented to it. Like, you know, it's a choice mm -hmm. um, to be involved, uh, to do this, this line of work. When actually, because we understand that now coercion, manipulation, um, um, force, of course, and that's the one that we accept as wrong as force, right? Anytime you're forcing somebody to do that with physical force or restricting them for leaving, that's easy to identify as wrong and um, as maybe trafficking. But coercion yeah. is that too. Right. Um, um, creating the circumstances where someone feels that they have to say yes to it. You know, a lot of these traffickers, a part of their recruitment tool is hope. Is, mm -hmm. um, you know, identifying the weaknesses of these girls, whether you find them on the street, um, they need shelter, they need food, they need, um, you know, protection and all these things. And selling them that idea of hope, that things will be better, that I can provide this and that and this and that. And once you get them, then that grooming process takes place to where right. you start to introduce them to um, the ideas of different elements of sex trafficking. Right. So, yes. And Bishop Don Juan, not, you know what I think of? Me smiling and giggling and laughing with Bishop <laughs> Don Juan. We come on the TV. Now I'm a little shame, Jack, because you a whole trafficker out here. Yeah, but yeah. now we, you know, we dress up like them in parties. And mm -hmm. um how I think Chicago helps in hoes parties, like it's a celebratory annual thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if we'll feel the same if we called it the sex trafficking party. You know what I I'm saying? I think we will feel the same, Miss Kenyatta, but I have to say that. As a woman, um, an empowered woman, Absolutely. I can't say that we are without blame for cultivating mm -hmm. and encouraging the culture ourselves. Absolutely. Um, because it's a power play that we use for the men in our lives. Mm. No doubt. I mean, WAP is a perfect example of that. Um, and the talk, like Isha always says, whenever we have these discussions, um, Isha points out that she's proud of the fact that women are indeed gaining power over their sexuality and being proud right. of their sexuality. Um, but I have to go back and think now that we're talking about all of this and say, but are we really gaining power or is it a defense mechanism? As like we had a, a guest on the show, Serenity, if you guys remember. And she said she was tired of being raped. So she decided to prostitute herself because if they were going to take it, she mm -hmm. might as well pay it for it. Right. So, I mean, that's just a whole other mindset of sex trafficking, her being voluntarily. But was it really voluntary when people kept raping her? Absolutely. Right. So it's defense. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And I do, I do think as women, I think we're, we're finding our way, we're finding our voice. I don't want to, um, I don't want to confuse what I'm saying with morality on whether um, a woman should, um, you know, use her body or, or share certain sexual messages and that is wrong. Um, I think as long as it's coming from a place of power, Mm -hmm. then I think there's an argument that that is a different conversation. Um, but I do think it does become confusing on what is actually in power. If we are, are just adapting to our situation and trying to survive and maintain some level of control in it. So we just decide to kind of traffic ourselves. Um, I think we mm -hmm. could argue if that's really from a place of power or a place of just survival and try to have some level of control in it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, those okay. are good points. 
Yeah, yeah. Definitely a thin line. And Isha, I totally get you. I'm with you on that. The whole women's I'm right there with you. But, you know, the bigger question is, is that I do we understand completely that a woman is capable of saying yes Mm -hmm. and saying no? And if you believe she's capable of saying yes or saying no, then it makes a lot of things less murky. I can say if I want to have sex with multiple people, mm-hmm. I can say if I want to charge people for sex, and I can say no to all of that. And there should be no um, ramifications mm-hmm. behind it the same way men have it. Men don't get these types of questions. Men don't have to answer for their sexual appetite. And it definitely shouldn't affect how we see women who are saying no and women who are being put in these type of predicaments where they can't get away from evil, manipulative people. Right. I think that's where it comes. I think that's where like the murky water comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she, oh, she, she, she sold her body. Uh, she loose. And that's why that happened to her. It's no, that is not why it happened to her. She it happened to her because she was hungry, or right. she had a drug problem, or right. she just manipulated. That's right. why it happened to her. And yeah. she after it after it happened to her, she still has the right to say yes or no to sex. But we Christians ought not ever intentionally miss church. Discover new music at listener-powered KEXP.org. One more thing. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to touch on before we let you go, Ken, is um, uh, we talked about the victim themselves, the one being trafficked, being a victim, but uh, and that's sex trafficking and how sex trafficking can evolve into human trafficking when the sex trafficking victims are being impregnated and then you have these babies that are being sold or put to the uh, foster care or adoption system or even raised to become 
future trafficking victims. Um, wow. So you have a whole community world of underground world of babies being born to these uh, victims of sex trafficking that we haven't even began to touch on, like all these pe- babies being adopted and sold in the black market. That's modern day slavery. Absolutely. Um, I, gosh, y'all, it, it really is an enterprise. And I think what has to be addressed is the appetite for it. Because um, rightfully so, you know, the trafficker gets attention, the support is given to the victims. But to me, what is often left out of the conversation are the buyers. The buyers. Yeah. Are the buyers. So, um, and, and, and when speaking to these babies and they're, they're being sold into these, um, these ring and it, it just creates and it, it, it goes through, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. It's the demand for it. Um, it's just so, (laughs) it's so high. It's so funny to me when law enforcement say, and I've heard this, that they don't have it in the community. This is not a big problem in our community. Wherever you have human beings, you have trafficking. Mm. You absolutely have trafficking. And so the hopes is, is that if more people are trained, whether it is in the medical field, coaches, life coaches, law enforcement, really any and everybody having an understanding of what this is, then mm. you're able to identify victims and hopefully be able to connect them to resources that would then interrupt that cycle. And so we are saving, um, you know, we are saving those babies and we are providing outlets to where um, they may not have it now. And, you know, and just, and a lot of us don't even really have access to therapy, trauma therapy. We're still learning, learning about this thing and how layered it is and all this kind of stuff that we do lose people um, just in this vicious cycle. You know, I have, clients and I know of several people who mothers and fathers traffic them you know when you talk about substance abuse and selling their children for drugs and and all this kind of stuff and -hmm. you're absolutely that perpetuates that cycle they (laughs) go into it um um themselves so um yeah yeah it's, it's really heartbreaking to see how just impactful um, this thing is and how just the demand for it is so incredibly high. Wow. Well, Kenyatta, as always, you have been a wealth of knowledge and I know we only scratched the surface as we always do with you. I know. <laughs> Hand me back for a part three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to secure my next spot. That's right. <laughs> You already know yeah, our door is always open to Kenyatta the Advocate. <laughs> Love it. Huh? Are we ready to jump into um, who said it the best? Yes! <laughs> who sang it the best? We're on TV. I'm going to have pom-poms. Mm-hmm. Right. Pom-poms. <laughs> you're ready. Love it. Who sang it the best was selected by none other than Mr. C.A. And we are battling it out. Prince versus Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. Yep, yep, yep. All right, everybody ready? All together now. Who Who sang sang it the best? best? Yeah, that. (laughs) That Yeah, we didn't say it the best, but who sang it the best? We get the idea. Saying it the best. Saying <laughs> it the best. Well, if y'all don't mind, I'll go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Like so- we already know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all Prince fans out there, don't be mad. But when you first said it, I listened to uh, the Prince version of just him by himself singing it. Uh-huh. And listened to Sinead. And then I listened again, as Reese and I often do, and I'm like, mm, I gotta go with Sinead on this one because this one just fell a little flat for me. So that's why I had to get clarification. I'm like, um, CA, which one are you talking about? Yeah. No doubt, so no doubt. Back and pulled up the Rosie with Prince. 
Uh, yeah, Rosie, Rosie took it home for me. I love Sinead. I love the original. You know, Prince wrote it, so either way it goes, Prince wins. Right. I have to go with Prince and Rosie over Sinead. Oh, wait. I didn't know there was... I didn't listen to Prince. Huh? I listened to the Prince 1980-whatever version. Oh, okay. Yes, it's the one with him and Rosie Gaines. Oh, snap. So at first, Kim, you said you gave it to Okada. But then when you listened to the right one, you gave it Mm -hmm. to Prince. Right. Okay. I guess I gave it to Rosie is what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounded like. Okay. Okay. Who got next? I'll go next. I'll be quick. So first of all, I did not know Prince wrote this song. So I did learn that in my research. So what are we going to do with you? I did not know Prince wrote that song. Oh, y'all knew that? Yeah. (laughs) Reese. I knew that. Yeah. Sure? Dang. Okay, well, I learned that Prince wrote that song, so that was very impressive. <laughs> and I did kind of like Kim did. I um, I listened to the wrong song, wrong song first, then I listened to the right one, but um, it still went to O'Connor for me. Okay. okay. I just, I mean, for my, I don't know if it's because my age group, but I just grew up listening to that version of it. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just powerful song and just thinking about the video and her up there with that bald head that and bald. I love her and her vocals were so powerful yeah mm-hmm. and they got it <laughs> nothing compared so can I ask you guys a question before I give my answer now I listen to the wrong thing so when did the Rosie and Prince version come out. It came out after. After Sinead. Okay. Well, then my answer doesn't change. And I thought I would offend CA and Coach Kim because I know you guys are playing this big trip to Minneapolis. And Prince is the GOAT. The GOAT. But he knew that that song he recorded in the 80s was crap. Yeah. And that's why he gave it to Sinead because she made it a hit. Yes, she did. She She played that song. It was like. She She did that thing where she gave this original song some life. Mm-hmm. And the Purple Majesty himself didn't start performing that song live until after she blew it up. So my yeah. vote is yes. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Right on. I I I feel you. I feel you. Like I, you know, early young me, I didn't know. I just thought it was her song until he sang, and I thought, oh, I guess maybe he's just doing a cover. And I said, oh, he wrote the song for her. Mm-hmm. Cool. Didn't know that. And I'm picking Prince. Not that I'm being biased, but I guess I'm like I'm like coach. I'm I'm picking Rosie. Rosie. It was it was to me it was even until it got to Rosie part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rosie got Rosie grabbed the mic and she just went on shut it down. If she had any doubt, <laughs> right, right, staying home. Yeah, we done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rosie, Rosie did it. Rosie I'm going to have to so, check that out and not to give you guys an addendum next week, but I have to she, check out Rosie. Because she yeah. sang it. Now you take away from Sinead. Hey, put her stamp on it for real, for real. Oh, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. And I had forgot all about the Prince and Rosie era. So yeah, it was nice to hear that yeah. again. I had forgot all about that. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah that's, that. that's why he's legendary, though, because. Yeah. People who are not legendary would be offended that someone like Sinead could take their song and make it into a hit. But he knew. Like he knew. He knew. He he knew. Had this, the sheer artistry. Like he he just knew. And that's what made him the best of the best. Absolutely. Hey, hey, night shifters. Do you need to talk out some real life relationship shit? and decide if you should bust the windows out the car like Jasmine or burn everything down while you sit back and exhale? If so, join me, Reese, on Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and friends to sort out your issues. We'll sift through his truth, her truth, look at the real truth, and settle on the marital truth. Send your letters to us at coachkim at coachkim.net. All right, girl, you ready for this marital truth? Ooh, I'm ready. Oh, this I'm a juicy. 
So what's going on with the uh, marrying the porn star? What do you think, Reese? So, you know, although I'm always about some new things and I don't mind telling people the truth, I feel bad telling judgment that he's a jerk or they, because I can't say in this climate that he's a <laughs> I don't know. But they are a jerk because I, I'm just going to be as if judgment I was Judgment's uh, significant other, right? So mm -hmm. he said, they say, I'm marrying someone who worked in the pornography industry. Well, first of all, bro, you ain't marrying me. Because <laughs> if we met at a volunteer gathering of hospice aides and you found me to be so kind and loving, why do you give a fuck what <laughs> other people think? <laughs> Work of the day. Work of the day. Right, so why is he or they worried about what their family thinks? Because the person that he loves is no longer living that life. So is that person not entitled to be a different person and to live another life? And when you say, what about going to couples counseling? <laughs> I don't have a problem. So you might need to go to some individual counseling. And if you think I'm a throwaway human, then guess what? Again, bro, you are not marrying me. And I don't give a fuck about your feelings. All right, all right. So, with all of that being said, judgment, you are not correct in deciding um, how to go on with a life meant for two people alone by yourself. And if you're more concerned with the world and what they see and not the person you love, then you are not ready to be you and this person against the world. Okay. No doubt. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a song from the choir. We're going to get an A and B selection. <laughs> a and B selection. Well, <laughs> what I got to say is... um. The Kardashians have no problems finding a husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With homemade porn, they have no trouble finding us. No. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys are. A um, anybody else got anything to throw in before we close it out for the night? No, I'm good. Oh, I think that wraps it up. She did. She she brought it home. She yeah, did her rules again. Drop the mic. Oh, Drop the mic, <laughs> I just want y'all to know how much I love you guys because I was going to not be here next week and I didn't ask for PTO from Coach Kim. But my girl, <laughs> um, Elle Verner, Varner, is at uh -huh. my city winery. Ooh, I couldn't find anybody to go with me, so I didn't want to go by myself. Oh, oh, man. And I would love to go. Wish you were just coming. She got two shows, one at 6.30 and one at 9.30. I love her music. Me yeah. too. And everybody's like, eh. Like, whatever. Really? I really like, she has a great voice. I don't know, maybe I'll get my husband on the whim to just be like, come on, let's go. Yeah. They have lots of great seats for the second show. What winery is she? Oh, it's going to be in Philly. Yeah, but she's at City Winery. And I know there's one of those in Atlanta too. Um, but it's a really great venue. So when you guys do come up here, whenever we do something, I'm gonna take you there for whoever's there. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Well, means. All right. Well, I do want everyone to know to be on the lookout for some announcements coming from the CAD podcast. Um, we will be doing, uh, of course, more lives. But I want everyone to be on the lookout for our October announcements. I know that's the way, but I will get your costumes ready. As well as maybe planning an excursion to go ghost hunting with Auntie Isha. So. Oh, oh my gosh, so exciting! <laughs> oh, wow. Other than that, night shifters, as always, thank you for tuning in. And I forgot my tagline, so you know, yeah, all that. <laughs> You're gonna hit them with a wrestling. Like, God bless and good night. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. God bless and good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Bye y'all. Bye right. guys. All Have right. a great week. I'll talk to you, you next too. week. Y'all y'all may hope this hope it's recorded. It is. It's better it have, is. It's too good.
It's not the middle of the week for our bad news, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, yeah. Joe. All right. All right. I sure hope that. Thank you for listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for night shifters. We here at the CAD Podcast, thank you for spending your evening with us. To submit your marital truth letters, be sure to email us at coachkim at coachkim.net. To reach out to us with any inquiries, be sure to call 904 323 2155.